Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for bringing us in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. We thank you for the way you protect and keep us. All the battles that you fight for us, Lord, giving us victories here and there, providing and meeting our needs. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful, Father. We are happy to have a Father like you. Even tonight, Lord, may accept our little worship that we have brought. And Lord, enable us to give a better sacrifice, a better worship by the Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Lord. Bless us, Father. We come into Thee and to thee as the patient goes to the doctor desiring to be cured by him. Even us, Lord, that's how we come. May you give us what would cure us. Speak to us, Father, and bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. I greet you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, we thank the Lord for his mercies. And thank you for coming in the house of the Lord. Amen. We are going to read from the book of Matthew. Just two lines. Matthew chapter 5. I remember before I went for holiday. I started on this subject. And we shared a few beatitudes. So I want us to continue. Yeah, while I was wondering what to preach, the Lord reminded me on this subject. Uh, it's not good to leave it on the way. And seeing the multitude, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, you may be seated. Now some of these uh, are principles. We saw them that time. Yeah, I said this subject. It's commonly called the Beatitudes. Beatitudes. And uh, when I say that, I remember what the prophet preached that he called the Forgotten Beatitude. Yeah, 
The word beatitude itself is a complicated word. I don't know even how you can translate it in Uganda. But when I look at the, the forgotten beatitude, when you look at the just to seek the context. It is blessed are they that are not offended in me. Or blessed is he that is not offended me. Is what he called the forgotten beatitude. So by that you see. It is the, the characteristics. All the principles in someone's life that blesses, that brings the blessings. Amen? They are principles, conducts, character, that a Christian has and it's a blessed thing to have. Amen? It's a nugget in your life that is so precious and it will give you a lot of uh, it will avail you much in the kingdom of God. Now, oh, save you a lot of troubles. Amen. Uh, we said in another language, this teaching of Jesus on the mountain, uh, it's called the golden rules. The golden rules. We may not call it a gazabo, but you find a word, a better word for. Find a word for. Yeah, golden rules of the kingdom. Amen. So this is Jesus' first sermon. In other words, even when we are teaching at that time, we said, we can, or we may learn so many mysteries. But if we are lacking these principles in our lives, we are like building a castle on sand. So we have to have this before we build any other thing. Praise God. So the first one that he said, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How many were present that time when we were teaching this Okay, good. Poor in spirit. We said it is someone who never has enough of God. Is ever travailing. Is, is ever struggling. 
to get more of God. Amen. That is someone that is poor in spirit. We say the opposite of it is the condition of Laodicea. Where they say we have this, we have that. And we have need of nothing. In other words, we are satisfied. So that is the casty part of this principle. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For they shall. Uh, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. Actually, the Luganda did not bring it out properly. He should have said, Blessed, but no Mukisaba Kungubaga. No, just being sorrowful. No, to be sorrowful is not something blessed. But the blessed thing is, is someone who is mourning for God. Uh, we saw on Sunday, Sunday when God said, I'll pour the spirit of grace and the spirit of supplication upon the, those who dwell in Jerusalem. They shall look at me whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn like one who mourneth for his firstborn. It shall be a great moment of mourning in Jerusalem. And then he said the house of David they shall mourn apart and their wives apart. The house of Nathanael. They shall mourn apart. And their wives apart. The house of Smei. They shall mourn apart. And their house apart. The house of Levi. They shall mourn apart. And their wives apart. And then he said the rest of the families. They shall also mourn apart. And their wives apart. Now that describes the whole nation of Israel. Because the Natha, the Davids, are the rulers, the royal family. But when it comes, when the spirit of grace has come upon them, the royal family will mourn. The men apart, the wives, they will not wait for agreement. They will not say, wait for me until I'm ready to go with you. There shall not be waiting. In other words, they shall be held by the grievance by the by the burden by the grief until they don't have to wait to, for discussion they will not wait to to plan together let us plan and go and spend 
time of church. Let us plan and go and spend the night at church. Let us plan and go to the prayer mountain. They shall just run for their lives under the burden of uh, grief and travail. They run apart and the other one was one. You know when there is a revival, you find yourselves in the prayer areas. You don't even plan. You just go to pray. And the bush where you've gone to pray, you find there another, your neighbor. You go to try to pray, and you find your bra, your neighbor is the same place. So when it says that's what he'll do to the house of uh, to Israel, house of David, those are rulers. In other words, when the spirit of grace has come upon people, there is no poor, there is no rich, there is no ruler, there is no servant, there is no but the rulers will reign. You know, and uh, a burden of a soul pain mourning and crying. You see, this is mourning. Mourning like someone who has lost a beloved person. But they are mourning for God. They want God. They want to be right with with God. Amen. Yeah, even on Sunday we saw when Daniel read the books and he realized by the reading of the books that the time for their for their returning is around the corner, is almost. Then he set his face to pray, to fast, to repent his sins. He had sins to repent. Revival comes by repentance. By taking inventory of yourself. The words you speak. The thoughts you think. The behavior you have. Everything. And you repent putting things right. So he started repenting. His sins and the sins of his church, of his people. And, and then, through that, God sent him Gabriel the angel. Amen. Now, uh, then, let us go back to the other one. The house of David, the wives, those are rulers. There is talked of the house of Nathaniel. In other words, the ministers, the ministers will go to the closets, seeking God and mourning, wailing, and their wives will do the same. 
And then the smells. Smell is the poor people of, of the land. They shall also do the same. In other words, as far as mourning is concerned, there is no rich, there is no poor, there is no ruler, there is no, there is no minister. There. Amen. And then the Bible said the Levites. And the Levites are also tied category of minister. The gifted people. These apart and the other part. And then the rest of the homes. Now that is when revival is going on. Now blessed are they that mourn. That mourning. And the other is the same. He says. They shall mourn as one that has lost his firstborn. Amen. Now it has no it. Uh, uh, there is no difference between someone who has lost the, uh, the uh, a beloved person crying and the one crying for God. It is the same nature of crying. Amen. Same nature of crying. Morning. There is something about more that. So blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. Think of Hannah. Who mourned. Who cried. Until she lost her voice. Until she could not cry anymore. Until her mouth, her lips. And she looked like a drunk person. Until the pastor thought she's drunk. And I choose her of drinking. She said, Nay, my Lord, I'm not drunk. But it is the pain of my heart. And that is what touched God. That condition, that state. Why don't you learn to take your problems to God like that? Knowing your help can only come from the Lord. Believers don't fight their battles with words and with fists. They take their battles to the Lord because the only one who can make the situation change. There is a man here who can turn on the light. That is Jesus. There is no area of your life where you cannot turn on the light. And the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but it is mighty. It is strong to the pulling down of the stronghold. For those situations you see in your life, you have one enemy. That is the devil. Yes, and the devil is a spirit. So you don't find him in any other way than to go before God in prayer.
is able to change the situation. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I must not bear my burdens alone. Hallelujah. Thank God. He knows even our very feelings. For him, he does not just hear the words that we speak. He knows, he feels, he hears the pain. He hears the the feeling. Amen. Amen. And when he does that, he's able to help you. He's able to change the situation. Blessed that they that are more, they shall be comforted. It is a blessed thing to, to mourn. Revivals have been led by people who mourn. Every revival, you follow its foot track. You, you'll find a prostrated face. You'll find a mourner. It comes from that. Brother Bram talks of a man. John Smith. John Smith. Of the Baptist church. He said he used to mourn the whole night. She would cry the whole night. And bless and in the morning. His eyes would be swollen. And they could not see. And his wife would lead him by the hand. To the table. And feed him with a spoon. Until a revival broke. Brother Branham said. Show me such a man. I will show you where revival will be. Because where there is mourning, there is comfort. Praise God. Comfort is the, is the answer. Is the reply that comes from mourning. Praise God. Those that go for those who go forth weeping shall doubtlessly return with precious sheaves. When we sing sowing in the morning, we sowing seeds of kindness. Many people choose to sing it when we are giving offerings. They think it is meant for sowing money. But it does not mean that. It means going forth sowing seeds, spiritual seeds, prayers and fasting, doing what is right, obeying the word, and we have to do it, we might do it with pain, Amen. it may be cold, it may be hurting you may not be feeling like doing it but you do it anyhow in obedience to the word of God you shall come back rejoicing bringing with you sheaves because 
Kubanga, God is going to bless those efforts. We saw so blessed uh, the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. We also what the saw what the meek is. Amen. We then we saw blessed are they which do hang and thirst after righteousness. Hang and thirst for righteousness is not different. From, from being poor in spirit. When you are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, it means you have a painful desire for God. David said, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so my soul panteth after the thirsted for the after. Thirsteth after the ogre. That is a painful desire. You need God. You need His Spirit. You need a good relationship with Him. And you pray. And you cry. And you plead. And you mourn. In a way, like if I don't get Him, I will die. Amen. Amen. That is the greatest need in this hour. And, and in all times, to a believer is to walk with God, to have a good relationship with God. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We also saw, saw that it's a blessed thing to be merciful. Amen. Amen. A merciful person is one who puts his feet in another person's shoes. Is merciful. Amen. Amen. The people who are good at condemning, but they cannot manage to put themselves in the shoes. Of those people. That's why God. Had to come down on the earth. To feel what we feel. To be tempted the way we tempted. So that when we are tempted. And we go to him. He will know how to sympathize. He will know how to be merciful to us. So blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mass. Many people are just selfish. They look at themselves but they can never put them their, themselves in the position of that person who is suffering or who is in need or who is in temptation. Amen. But those who are merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Amen. Jesus uh, gives us an example of a man who owed another, uh, who had a big debt. 
and then his master put him in and then when he put him in he ordered they sell him and, and his family because that's what they used to do in the Old Testament but then he pleaded he pleaded and the master was merciful he released him so when he went back, he met his fellow servant who owed him and he told him, give me my money. And the man said, forgive me, bear with me. Then, no, 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 no. You even have just come out of a case and it's because of you. It's because of you that I was even going to be imprisoned. And even my family sold because you have no pain. Give it to me. If you don't give me now, you are being put in. He didn't have it. They put him in. And then the, the fellow servants went to the master. They told him, Master, so and so has imprisoned so and so. Because he owed him so much. The master said, That is the fellow that I've just seen. Forgiven. How could he not forgive his colleague? He said, Now, that wicked servant, let him be put in, and he will never come out until he has sold everything. Until he has paid every bit. Then Jesus made a conclusion. That is how you shall be treated by your heavenly father. If you don't forgive. Every man. His sins. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It is a virtue. It is a virtue to be merciful. It's a virtue to forgive. It's a virtue. To stand in someone's shoes and try to help him. And to know I was also weak. I was also weak. I was also a sinner. And God helped me. Now, my brother, you can make it. I forgive you. I'm going to pray for you. God to give you strength to overcome. It is a virtue. It is the righteous. It is the righteous who do that. Praise God. It is the righteous who forgive the way. It is the righteous who can stand in the shoes of those that are weak. To pay tit for tat is very easy. To condemn 
Overcome the weak is very easy. The sinners do that. And they are guilty even of worst things. But it is the righteous who can look at the fallen and they put their feet in their shoes and encourage them and forgive them. And Jesus said, I condemn you not. Now look at Jesus and the Pharisees. Who was more righteous? Is it Jesus or the Pharisees? It is Jesus. But who was more zealous for righteousness? Who looked more zealous and condemning? It is the Pharisees. But who was more righteous? It was Jesus. Who was more merciful? It was the righteous. Not the sinners. The Pharisees were sinners. They were more condemning. They are people who complete, who become overzealous. That even when someone does something wrong, these people have built such a, a condemning mountain and self-righteousness and so much zealous until you fear even to come to them and say, I am sorry. You feel if I come and say, reveal what I've done, I am finished. That is the end of me. Amen. Amen. Do you know God is not like that? Jesus is not like that. That is not necessarily righteousness. No. They are not necessarily more righteous. Because Jesus found the sinners found refuge in Jesus that find it easy to run to him than to the Pharisees. Are we together? Amen. Amen. I, will give, I can give examples. Back to that very example that we have started with. This woman was caught in an act. And when she, they brought her panting. And the Pharisees were just allow us to do what the word says. And then Jesus Christ spoke words that made him look a compromiser. He said, no problem. 
The word should be applied. But let every man that has never sinned, that has no sinned, let him that has no sin be the one to cast the first stone. And each one looked on disappeared one by one. She remained alone there with Jesus. And then Jesus said, Where are thy accusers? Say, Master, I don't know. I don't see any. Neither, neither do I condemn you. Can you imagine such words? Talk of mercy. Is that mercy? Neither do I condemn you. How much she has failed. In the presence of the master. Not even a not go I've forgiven you I'm not saying he first harassed you. and then he said but now I've forgiven you how could you do that why don't you college how why but anyway no I've forgiven you no neither do I condemn you but go and and see no more. That grace worked more than the harassment. Amen. Another case of Mary Magdalena. She was a sinner. But when she came and saw what was going on, she looked at the Pharisees and the priests and, and, and then Jesus in the corner. She found comfort at Jesus' feet. That's where she found comfort. And she didn't mind the accusing eyes that were around. She knew she's in the presence of comfort itself. Praise God. And protection. She was in the person of mercy. She was in the person of comfort. And she bowed there. And wept. Bitterly for her wrongs. Until he wa she wiped his feet with her hair. And she told her, he told her. Your sins which are many. Are forgiven you. you. But what did the Pharisees say? If he knew. If he was a prophet. He would have a gift of discernment. To know which kind of person is doing that. Is that mercy? 
Amen. Amen. But Jesus Christ was full of mercy. Praise God. Come out and there is a way. And she was free from that moment. And she lived a different life. She became one of the closest disciples to Jesus Christ. Mercy. Praise God. Even there is a lesson that we need to learn as even as couples. Brother Branham said, Brother Branham Yagam, when I'm going a journey, uh, I call my wife and we pray. And if she told me, and she will tell me, Bill, Bill, I love you. And uh, if anything happens that you failed and you fail with another woman come back to me I'll still be there for you and I'll forgive you did he say that? and he said I can with that kind of grace and Goodness. I can never dare do a thing to hurt such a, such a heart. But if you told me, if I ever hear, if I ever know, that is the end between me and you. That is not now law. Law never brought righteousness. But grace brought righteousness. It is not law. It's not fear. It is grace. Do we run our families with grace or with law? Families have if I ever hear if you dare do that you are in for trouble and someone is trying to fear not to do wrong because he fears the consequence God don't want that kind of respect God wants a respect of love you love God so much that you do not want to hurt him he hates his sin and because you love him and he loves you you don't want to hurt your friend are we together are we learning? Well, um, it is the word. Chigambo. Amen. Amen. It's high time. We get a church where people put their hands upon one another and express mercy. 
and express kindness. And a brother is even free to confess his weaknesses to another brother. And a brother or a sister will not condemn but will encourage and pray with him and it ends there. He will not go saying, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And by doing that, you behave, you treat yourself like a champion of righteousness. Which is not never true. You are not. That is not virtue. Are we together? It is not virtue. Amen. Amen. But an atmosphere of love, an atmosphere of grace, an atmosphere of mercy. Amen. Amen. Mercy. Mercy rewrote my life. Mercy gives another chance. Mercy leaves doors open. Mercy does not close the doors. It is like Brother Branham. When he saw his son start going astray, he said, Son, I've been your mother. Bade mama wo. I'm ya been your father. Bade chitao. I'm your buddy. Ndi mkwano go. And you're the best buddy that I have. But now I can see you are following the world. He held him and hugged him. And said there is the world. But sin. Na the problem with it, it will take you further than you want to go. And it will tell, return you longer than you intended. There is the thing. If you get friends there, those people mistreat you. Remember, I'm still your buddy. And I'm still there for you. And truly, the boy hugged him. And they parted ways. He went, living in a kind of life. But he would still remember he has a loving dad that he is hurting by the life he is living. Until you know the story, many times I've given this story. Until one time 
He went to a, a place where the gambling place. He, he always went there. But this time, there came a certain man. Uh, a friend of the of the gambling joint master and then he introduced and then he, uh, then as they were still talking the gambling master and the friend then they saw uh, the man introduces he said meet Billy Paul the son Mutabani of Re Reverend William Branham. Reverend William Branham. Then Billy Paul cried. Billy Paul said he is not my dad. I'm not his son. He can never have a son like me. In other words, the man is too righteous. The man is too good. The man is so holy to have a son like me. And he moved away. Finally, later on, he found his way to church. He came back to church. And while he was in church, when Brother Branham called a prayer for a, of an altar, the deacons went and asked Billy Paul, why don't you go and give your life to Christ? Why don't you go to the altar and repent? Billy Paul did not. But Brother Branham realized it. And it hurt him so badly. He told, after the service, he went and met Billy Paul. He said, I realize what the how the deacons were pushing you to come to the altar to repent. He said, I don't agree with them. I didn't tell them that. And I don't agree with them. And he made the deacon, he called the deacon who did that. He rebuked them. He said, never deal with my son like that. He said, God works in two both ends. In other words, as I preached, God, it was God is working to convict him. But not man pushing. Amen. Amen. I get that sober, mature. We want to harass. We want to force. We want to push. But that's not the way God, God works. Love, mercy, kindness can do it better than that. Can do what that cannot do. Amen. Amen. 
Actually, that's that's Christianity. That is the character of God. Sometimes Brother Branham would do things you think is a big compromiser. All is not serious with the word. To the extent of buying someone cigarette. Someone who was sick and was uh, addicted to smoking. If I'm not if I've not forgotten, I think it's what has even caused him the problem. And this person respects Brother Branham so much Omuntu as a man of holiness. And then Brother Branham went to see him in the hospital with a pack of cigarettes. I'm not saying we should do that. But he did it. And when the man was given by the holy respected man a pack he never smoked it and he never smoked again. He felt so challenged. He felt so rebuked that he could not do such a thing again. That is what grace is does when God came from glory he came to be one of us he carried our sins and cried at the cross and cried at the cross full of mercy and when a sinner sees that in realness he says Lord forbid it Lord forbid it let me not continue doing things that put you at the cross. Amen. Even brother and brother, sister and sister, brother to brother, sister to sister, learn to express kindness. Learn to express mercy. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall obtain mercy. It is one way of being forgiven of your sins. When you forgive us. Thus, and you are merciful to others. God will be merciful to you. Forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Praise God. That is the right atmosphere for a believer, a true believer to create around himself for the others. Let them feel free to run to him to tell them their problems, to tell him their problems, to confess their wrongs 
because they know he will not condemn them he will not despise them but he will comfort them and he will lift them out of their problems it has power mercy has power to change lives. Yes, you have to believe it. I have given examples. Praise God. Those examples are enough to show the, the power, the virtue that is in mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. We saw this so saw. We said the pure in heart. Does not interpret things. And actions. To the pure. All is pure. To the pure, it's you never did it. You never meant it. He never meant it. He didn't intend. Even if it's obvious, it looks like someone that is very mean and, and bad. But if you are pure, the reaction, the answer to that situation is it doesn't mean it. Some people think they are very intelligent. And they, they can... Uh, they are very intelligent to be cheated. You can't cheat me. I know. Pastor, for you, you easily, easily deceived. That one. His intention. Why do you interpret intentions? Even Abraham used to be cheated. And he was a prophet. Who are you that you are so much of a negu that you cannot be cheated? <laughs> <laughs> Brother Abraham, someone come and minister from such a place. I was coming. My car got wrecked. And it's in the garage. And stuck. I'm stuck. And he would take money and give to them. And he would write. Americans, and the end of it all, he gets ministers coming from that side. And he tells them there is a minister who came here. He was called Swanso. And they would say, No. He is not even a minister. There is no minister. He was cheated. 
Brother Brother Magamba, in a list, he to watch. And my brother says he has a list of many people <laughs> who have cheated him that way. But he was a prophet. Now there are people that, that brother is cheating you. No, He's cheating you. He knows he has intentions. I know him. Who are you who knows the hearts of every person who comes your way? May I take people at their confessions? If you are here and you tell me you never did it, I will take it like that. Because there is nothing you can hide. Everything that is, your, that is hidden will be revealed on that day. If you tell me you didn't mean it, I cannot choose you that you, you meant it. You intended. I will take you at your confession. That's why even when we are wedding couples, do you have anything that you know in your midst that would not allow this marriage to Knowing that the secrets of people's hearts will be revealed on that day. Confess now. If you say nothing, we take it as nothing. The secrets of people's hearts will be revealed if you're hiding something. Now why should I put spies to lay traps, ask you this and that. It's not our work. This is not a CID office. We are believers. We take you by your confession. But the people were not pure in heart. Everything has an has wrong in it. They, they, they are always suspicious of everyone. Yes, they are suspicious. They, they doubt everything. They interpret every action. On a cause that you know, take it has done this because he means that that he has spoken like this because he meant that. But look at a, a clean man, Brother Branham. Brother Branham. He easily and always treated people as oh poor thing, Bambi. Never meant it. Yeah, I think he's just overtaken. He's overtaken by maybe the situation he's going through. Brother Pilgrim gives an example. Brother Pilgrim now we chokula. I like I like Pilgrim. I like I really like Pilgrim's testimony. Njagala nyobu julizwa Pilgrim. Brother Pilgrim gives an example. Ah Pilgrim now we chokula bidako. Brother Branham and Pilgrim goes to a restaurant. Brother Branham ne Pilgrim ne bagena ku restaurant and then finds this very rude lady. Ne basanga yo omuchara one yali wetima. Very rude the way uh, 
She was serving. You ask her something, she looks at you no, the way she answers. Brother Bram said, Oh, Bambi. Oh. I love you, perhaps. Maybe she got a disagreement with her husband. And then he caused her to have a bad day. Brother Branham pulled out dollars. I don't know how much were they. And he gave the dollars to that woman as a tip. The woman got so sweet. When they went back, waitress. You've never seen a and pleasant, merciful waitress like the other woman. The dollars won her heart. Yeah. She, she doesn't return. But perhaps something happened to her. Nechimua attitude caused her to have that bad attitude. A little stress. She has stress. People go through many things. Things that disturb them. And they don't behave the way they ought to have behaved. And they don't do things that they ought to have done. And they don't speak like they ought to do. And they become mean. And become hard people to deal with. Because there is something that happened to her. Perhaps something happened to her. Complex. That's what gave her that complex. Don't you add something on that? Don't you hurt the wound more? Just heal the place. Another time, his wife hit the door on him. Because there is a way she wanted him to handle a situation. The mother of the child was washing outside. Joseph And Joseph did something wrong. And the mother got angry because of that. Joseph. And she through the corridors until he reached where his dad was. And he looked down and said, Daddy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've done What have you done? Mama, we are two kids. And the mother arrived. And she said, You have to beat him. You have to beat him. Beat him. And he said, the child is pleading for mercy. It's not good to beat someone who is pleading for mercy. And Joseph got the daddy's protection. And the mommy was disappointed. When she was going out, she hid the door behind her. Now, that didn't please God. Not because of Joseph, not because of any reason. But this is a servant of God. How could you not respect him? No about you. And you treated him that way. You know, 
tugenda abafumbo netumanyiragana we marries we reach a time and we get familiar to each other no sanga mukazi wonga kumanyide and you find your wife is for she is just brother way and she takes you as her brother brother wa mudako her brother who follows her but it's very dangerous na yecha akati abaga it's good to respect these positions. Because it is God who put them there. Your husband is in the place of God for you. Because is that right? The Bible says, respect them as you respect Christ. Submit the way yours to Christ. But, but apart from that, this is a man of God. But because this lady is so used to him, and it's very easy, because someone who knows you when you are even naked can easily take you as a God was not happy. He told him, Go and read to her. When Miriam despised Moses. And then tell her, Thus says the Lord. Brother Branham pleaded. My point is how he pleaded. He said, Lord, she didn't mean it. She loves me. She washes my clothes. She prepares my clothes. My clothes. She irons them. She has been so good to me. She said to me, she didn't mean wrong. God insisted. Go read other scripture. Tell her that's it. And you know the story. That she developed a tumor in the ovary that almost killed her. But it took time for it to develop. Actually, yeah. But it started at that point. But Brother Branham, Brother Branham continued interceding and said she didn't mean to do that. Look at another case. Uh, Dr. Best. Dr. Best. When he had advertised a debate with Brother Branham. Truly when you look at best. She had a bad heart. Imagine hiring newspapers and telling them you'll take I'll point at his nose and I'll tell him you hypocrite. And I'll hold him by the collar. And you take photo shots. And then you put in the newspaper. Such a person who is trying to jump over you is not a good person. But when it came, and she did all that, Brother Branham said, Best, best, 
I believe I want to say is my brother Muganda Wange and is a servant of the Lord. What he's doing now, he does not mean to do it. He only fails to realize that I'm a servant of the same God that he loves and he served all these many years. He does not mean does not intend he's taking condemnation away from Kubanga him because he's pure someone who is not pure he mixes poison in his heart even upon something that is nothing and he mixes poison and then he spits accusations and the other person marvels you mean, you mean that's what you think of me that's what you think about However, if I am, I don't reach to that extent. He's not pure. You are not pure. You poison in your heart and you mix it, mix it and shake it and then you spit. Even the other time, you did this even the other no, time and even the other time but I knew you were meaning this for you there to interpret no compiling a file no compiling files and compile cases and you mix poison no color analysis no color conclusion and you make an analysis and a conclusion on a colleague Most of the times if you meet such a person and you speak, you find out that's not what he is. That's not what he is. Me have made people. Because conclusion is very, very firm and strong and about made a firm conclu conclusion about someone. They go on adding things and cases. very strong conclusion. And they make a very no strong conclusion. But when you tell them, let's sit and speak about these things. So and so says you said this. So and so says you did this. And the other one just and it has, it, he has never even taken it in himself. It is never in him. But the other one has made a big conclusion. That person is not clean. He's not pure. To the pure, all things are pure. Praise God. Come out and Some relationship in marriage are very bitter. Some relationship in marriage are very bitter. 
because someone is not pure. So now someone is not pure. And then they destroy the acid, the, the poor acid. That tear their marriages apart. They're not pure. Amen. But blessed are the pure. For those are the people who will see God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When you're pure in heart, you love people and you love everybody. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. The other time we dwelled longer at this peacemakers. Amen. You see, I'm a Christian and I'm a minister and I'm a peacemaker. You can come and tell me things. What you think about that person. Or what you think you know about the person. And I see. I need to correct this person. To bring reconciliation. But when I'm talking to the other person. I can never tell him. What you told me. Of what you think about him. I know if I did. He will. His heart is going to be spoiled about you. Poison about you. And it will be very hard. Very hard for him or her. Accepting and regarding you again. So a peacemaker. That's what he does. He covers things that if he told it to the other person would ruin relationship. So-and-so speaks this about you. Now when you tell someone the things that so-and-so thinks about him and speaks about him, what is it that you expect that you're creating in that person about so-and-so? Buchai. Hatred. Indifference. About that person. Are you creating peace between the two? Oh, you are destroying. So you, you are not blessed. You who does that, you have a problem before God. What is the reward for peacemakers? 
They shall be called children of God. Do you know why? God is a peacemaker. God is a peacemaker. So people who claim to be children of God and they don't have his character he tells them Abraham did not do so. If you say children of Abraham you would do the works of Abraham. You are of your father the devil. It is the devil who is always happy when he sees people in conflict. People separating. People fighting. People not greeting one another. People having attitudes. About one another. Satan is very happy. But what about God? Take that and then the opposite. Is God. Yekatonda. So a child of God is a peacemaker. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake. For there is the kingdom of heaven. Why? This kingdom is not ours. Therefore it has to persecute us. A Christian must never seek approval. And being accepted. If you are of the world, the world would love its own. Said Jesus. Yes, we are yogera. But because you are not of the world, the world hates you. A Christian must never expect. To be approved. And his faith to be approved. And to be celebrated. If you are celebrated, approved, acceptable. Check yourself. There is something wrong. Huh? I don't expect this world. The institutions of this world. The governments of this world. Government the people of the world. To celebrate me. To accept me. To love me. 
to give me a tick. I don't, I don't expect that. If that happens, check your faith. There is something wrong. Because you are not about another kingdom. And that kingdom is contrary to this kingdom. Praise God. Are you pure in heart? Or oh, you are a fault finder? You are the person who is the interprets. And then harbor. And stir some acid in your heart. What a problem. Speak to the Lord. That he may change you. That he may make you like the rules. Should be.